Skype has changed extensively. I think it's the first time I've updated it in a while. And let me tell you, it was completely thrown me off. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I'm on the online version, so I go. No, I've got the app, the old app. I, I did have the app, but it was, <coughs> was that, we was having problems. So we've gone on the online. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's my laptop, if I'm honest. I think that's where the problem lies. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, your laptop. There we go. There. There's some things on there. <laughs> there is, there is indeed. Yeah, not the sort of things are on Dave's laptop, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that I can confirm. <laughs> well, don't say that you can oh, confirm because then the police will be able to get you too. Christ. <laughs> My God, it's been a bad week on the betting pod. How's it? How's it gone? Not well. Not well. How's not well? How <laughs> bad is not well? We've got one winner between us. <laughs> is it MK Dodds? Oh dear. Uh, Coventry to beat Hull. Up the cough. 1-0, you oh, know. That's bad. That's bad. Coventry strikes a team that are not ready to come into the Premier League. They can't get promoted, for fuck's sake. Not weird. Not weird. When was that last time that happened? So, one of back-to-back promotions? Uh, maybe Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Sheffield United. Oh, could have been them. Did they go straight up? They might have. <clears throat> My man Chris Wilder. What a job Chris Wilder did. We, it's not really talked about enough, is it? It still isn't talked about enough. Like I know it went all wrong. Now he's just gone. He should. Yeah. Where, where is he in the Tottenham? In fact, given the Newcastle job. I tell you what. I'm just, uh, they're going down. So you need someone to bring you back down. up. I'm so interested to see who gets a Newcastle job. People keep saying Lucien Favre. And my only memory of him is that over the last couple of years, every time I've turned on a Borussia Dortmund game, he's sort of on the sidelines going, oh, 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 we've let in a soft goal again. Yeah, wait till he gets up to Newcastle. Fuck me. Honestly, Dortmund, Dortmund, <laughs> Dortmund are the Spurs of Germany. They really are. Because every oh, time... I'm sick of them, I am. <laughs> Every time you watch Dortmund, like they went two 0 up against Bayern, like in a Der Klassica not that long ago, and I just remember being sat there, just like, well, they're gonna lose, and then they actually lost three two. I'm just like, you're not a serious club. How? How can you? You just can't do that. Totally unserious is what they are. Yeah, this. I mean, this is gonna be a pretty unserious episode. Let me tell you. <laughs> I am so happy. Uh, are you really? Oh yeah. Okay. We don't have to get Conte. Spurs are shit, which I've been saying on the pod for years. I was wrong about Palace, but, you know, things happen. <laughs> Mike eats his words. What's the title of this one? By, <laughs> by the way, uh, we're just going to keep going from this. So we well. might as well now. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunter. Joining me this week, like every week, is Mike. Hello. He's <laughs> grumpy. As he has been every time we do a podcast. I mean, thank God, listeners, that there were technical difficulties and you missed the rant last week about Pogba. Um, but like, before we get started, I've got two questions for you. Neither are football related. The first one is, care to explain your hat to the viewers? Yeah, sure, we could post a, p- a picture on that. I think we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? The multicoloured hat? It's, it's uh, cut. What do you think? Little bobble on the top? Not a fan? I don't... This 
it, it looks a little it. bit like Jif- not you're like Aladdin's hat when he's like the prince. No, it, it also matter. doesn't really work because I'm wearing headphones, so it looks <laughs> even worse because it's not over my ears. What brand is it? Is it uh? It's a drum and bass labels one. So I, you know, support Spearhead Records. They're called. So if anyone wants some merch, yeah. it's not in the round merch. We don't do any. Do any. <laughs> it's a good job you mentioned. Surprisingly, the five listeners don't want any merch yet. If you do want merch, let us know. <laughs> do let us know because Dave's head with the Mosley Marauder. There you go. On the yeah. side of a mug. Yeah, <laughs> I mean a mug on a mug, mug squared. Um, speaking of Dave, he's not here. Um, unfortunately, as Mike alluded to when he said Spearman, Dave now has a new job at Spearman Rhino and is unable to make. No, I'm just kidding. He'll be back next week. Um, Mike, second question is for people who don't follow you on Twitter, and they should do. It's uh, what's your again? Do you care to update the listeners on your expected takeaways? It's high, apparently. I can't remember if I did the fourth tweet or not. I think you did. I saw a fourth. I think I may have. We're up to four. We're up to four. Uh, oh, yeah. Fish and chips is, uh, is 004. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of flying. They're actually my best performing tweets by quite some distance, which is <laughs> it shows you where my Twitter is. But, <clears throat> yeah, if you want to uh, keep track with that feed or see the hat that I'm wearing, uh, make, sure, make sure to follow me there. Or at In and Around or, Pod. Yeah, or actually follow us at In and Around Pod for any uh, of the footballing rubbish that we spout. Look, let's keep going. Um, I want to talk about fish and chips. Like, fish and, chi- <laughs> fish and chips. The British pastime. I don't think I've ever had fish and chips from a chip shop and been satisfied. Oh, to be fair, I was by the sea, so, yeah, you know, you had to have it. Yeah. Yeah, you see, but I get it. I, probably, I think I prefer the batter to the fish, if I'm honest. I kind of buy it for the batter. Really? Because now, when I was Which a kid, a terrible take. But when when I was a kid, I used to have a battered sausage. But last time I went to like a fish and chip shop, I went. I had a battered sausage, and it was grim. I had to like scrape all the batter off. It was gross. Yeah, I don't rate them. Not for me, no. <laughs> nah, but <clears throat> chip shop chips, bit of curry sauce, banging. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Speaking of battered. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that for a segue. Uh, should we talk about El Sakico? Is that what yep. we're calling it? Um, well, that the streets have called it that. Uh, so, uh, some, somehow, uh, Man United beat Tottenham away from home 3-0 <laughs> in the most Tottenham result of all time. So, obviously, Mike, we did the podcast because of technical issues. We didn't have a podcast last week. Um, but if we had, we would have been... I think you might have just been like Mount Vesuvius. I think you would have just broken because that Liverpool result was all awful. Were you surprised to see him go with all the experienced heads for this one? Uh, not particularly. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah. You want to you want to uh, back your boys that, in theory, have the most experience in the league. Uh, <clears throat> away at Tottenham, kind of the perfect. Perfect fixture, really. <laughs> Come on, lads, it's Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that from Roy Keane, to be fair. Absolutely class. But yeah, goes to a back three, Maguire, Varane, Lindelof. Um, you've still got the, the McFred pivot in there. But <clears throat> the one I like the most is having Cavani in the team. I, I wasn't sure how it would work with Ronaldo. But I was so happy to see him start because he, 
I mean, that guy will put some effort in. <laughs> he will run about at least, yeah. chase things down. Um, he got his goal in the end, but yeah, I was pleased to see Cavani and Varane as well at the back. A bit of a calming influence. They needed. Yeah. They kind of needed a clean sheet as well as the win, and they got both, which is good. So they, I mean, they were cut in the. Sorry to keep going back to the Liverpool game, but they were carved open. Fine. They were just carved open time after time after time, and they re. And United and Ali have had a pretty. Pretty decent defence, haven't they? To be honest, over the last couple of years, the numbers have been pretty good. But this season, it's just all gone to pot. Well, yeah, but for for most of the time he's been there, they've played this um, like counter-attacking style, and uh-huh. then they decide to half press Liverpool. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's just not smart, is it? It's just not smart. I don't know what they were doing. I really don't. But yeah. I think- well, he's tried. We, I mean, we have ragged on him for not having a consistent style for a long time. But I think the idea is that is a counter-attacking system really suitable for Ronaldo at this point in those big games? Is he going to do the legwork? Well, yeah. I mean, he's not going to. He's not going to press, is he? We <laughs> we knew that when he came, and he's we still know that now. So yeah, I guess. Um, against Liverpool it's a stupid idea pretty much you haven't, you haven't got the players to do it and you're basically a man down if you want to try and press them yeah which, which isn't going to work um, but against Tottenham you can Tottenham have more possession you can just do whatever you like yeah it doesn't really matter what you do if you turn up you'll take home three points so yeah yeah, I, yeah. I mean, um there's probably not many teams in the league we'd, we'd have beaten to nil last week. Still, I mean, we played fine, but Spurs are just so bad. Yeah, not good. Um, just quickly on this formation change. Uh, if you're playing a two up there of Cavani and Ronaldo, combined age of 70, particularly in a formation that places a lot of emphasis on them being able to interchange, run, get wired I mean as you see it working for United longer term because it yeah, brings a lot on Bruno's shoulders can, it, can you no no um yeah it's essentially it's essentially Bruno and maybe Luke Shaw to try and create a little bit down the left yeah and that's about it and then you're relying on Cavani and Ronaldo's movement and Naus to get on the end of whatever they're supplying that's that's not going to be enough I mean you you'll get to the point where Burnley do it anyway, but they're just going to sit there and allow Bruno to just give the ball back to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can... It works for this game, and it will probably work in bigger games. He might well go to the system in bigger games. Will it, though? Because... Uh, I I don't know. Well, I'm a little worried because I think Tottenham are really bad and were really bad yesterday. But I think if you were to do this against Liverpool and Liverpool and Chelsea and City, for example, I think what they do is they just pen you back and they would create a massive gap between... they force Bruno back too and then your front two are isolated and they just do you for the numbers game. I think it's the... I mean, it's a different kettle of fish if you're playing Ronaldo and, say, Rashford up front because then you've got a bit of that fear in behind. Yeah, that is true. At least you can. At least you got more chance to get out because then they've got something else to think about, and you can kind of play it in the channels and try and create something that way. But, but yeah, yeah, going forward, you'd, 
you can't play Cavani and Ronaldo every week clearly together because they're too old. <laughs> you, you just can't. Um, and yeah, you're right. City would just if we do this against City next week, we're just going to get pinned in. Yeah, it's, I still don't know where he goes. Like against City, I don't know what he's going to do. Because it is it is weird because you've still got your McFred pivot. Which well, it's mad, gonna... yeah, considering who's on the bench. I mean, you look at that bench, you've got Rashford, Lingard, Matic, Van der Beek, Dallow, Greenwood, Pogba, no, not Pogba, Sancho. I mean, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But... but half of them don't even fit. They don't fit in that system. You've got four of them that have no place in the system. Well, this is the issue that Chelsea have found this season, is that they've got three attacking slots and they're trying to fit eight or nine players in there, it feels like. And it's the same for United. It's why that perhaps when you think about longer term solutions for Oli, this this doesn't this feels almost like a, yeah, you got a good result, but it's almost a bit of a non-starter in terms of how you're going to keep playing. Yeah, he had to win that game. Yeah. Obviously. Otherwise, I think he was probably gone. But so in that sense, it's job done, but it's not, you're not out of the woods yet. You've still got plenty more to do here. Yeah. yeah. They've got to go to Atalanta and get a good result in midweek as well. Yeah. I, firstly, I don't ever want to see a Wambasaka play right wing back ever again. I mean, I barely want to see Wambasaka play right back. I certainly don't want to see him in a right wing back role. Oh, God. I, I've got nothing to add. Everyone knows how I feel about Wambasaka. I just I just thought it was interesting watching um watching City, Chelsea and Liverpool at various points over the last couple of weeks and months where fullbacks have become such an integral part of how they attack and play as a team and you go to United and they've got one excellent fullback who's six one if you wouldn't believe and it. And having a bad season. And having a bad season. And then they've on the other side they've got a guy who is just he just he doesn't have he doesn't have it. The longer this the, the, it goes on with him at right back, the more you're like, why did we buy him? Well, it was always an odd one because when they went to, when they bought. Yeah, I think I kind of missed it at the time, but the longer I watch him, I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Because when they bought him, it was very much like he's a fantastic one on one defender. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, but that's that. This, not to sound like <laughs> all the pundits, is man, you've played for Man U, who are going to dominate the ball and going to have to look to attack. So he has to have a bit more about him going forward. And he never did, even at Palace. He was an excellent player for Palace. Yeah, but he's, per- he's perfect for Palace, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, there you go. He'd have, if he'd gone to Everton, he'd have been fantastic at Everton and he'd have been one of those that everyone always was like, oh, why is he not in England squad? And everyone's yeah, sort that's of a good like, everyone's sort of like, because he's not actually that good. It's kind of like when everyone was like, why is, um, why is Mark Noble not in England's gone? You were like, because he's not good enough. Why is when everyone was calling for John Joe Shelby to get in oh. the England squad. Well, David Harris did that to me. Uh, he, and I, I remember him being at the World Cup. I think Cup he's still time. calling for it. He's like, why is John Joe Shelby not going and Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going? And I'm just thinking to myself, well, probably because we're expected to dominate the ball and we don't want John Joe Shelby shoveling 50-yard passes. Into the stewards. Into that, the stewards and the Panama crowd. Oh, Anyway, United, eh? How are you feeling about the derby next week? Confident? No. Not at all confident. What's a good result? 1-0 loss? Yeah, probably a 1-0 loss. Maybe a 2-1, because then at least we scored. Yeah. It's not going to be good. I'm not looking forward to it. I don't, I don't know what he what he's going to play. 
and it's probably not going to work. We've got to get through Atalanta first. Fuck me. <laughs> got, to, got to get through it. It is weird, isn't it, that he's he's, he's held on to the job and it just it does feel like... Because in the past, when he's had these bad moments, he's then had a nice run of... Because it was like last year where he wasn't playing particularly well. Then he got a couple of good results against, I think, again, Tottenham and City. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. And it pulled him through, but it feels different this time. It feels like there's something structurally wrong. I feel like the only reason he's still there is because they don't didn't want Conte and there's no one else, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily he'll be... And yeah, and Conte, as we'll get to, is looks to be off the market. Yep. <sighs> yeah. I, I, but yeah, the, I mean, the run of fixtures doesn't get any easier and we still no. don't know his plan, really. So... He's got to pull some more rabbits out of some more hats. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but by the end of last year, I knew I knew how Oli wanted to play. I didn't think it was great, but I knew at least how he wanted to play. And then they bought. Then they were like, "Oh, we'll get Sancho," and I'm like, "You know, that's a really smart signing. That is. That's like a really smart." He fills a lot of your creative needs on that right side. It just makes a lot of sense. And then they bought Ronaldo. <laughs> and you're like, it completely changes everything you have to do. It puts a load more pressure on you. And it just feels it just feels like you should just let him go to City. You shouldn't let it happen. I will say in Ronaldo's defence, that goal he scored was freaking unbelievable. Oh, yeah, great strike. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right in everything else you just said. That's spot on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still would have died in, if he went to City, but yeah, I think so. Now I'm like, this is <laughs> not, this is not great. Yeah, but at least you'll have that new that start at Newcastle where he scored. Yes, yeah, so that was nice. Even Ronaldo. Well, I think that. I could score against Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes, uh, I watched him. Um, I had the pleasure of watching Newcastle play Chelsea at the weekend. Mankio with the first shot in the 84th minute. Um, one of the most comprehensive victories for a team I've ever seen. Chelsea barely got out of second gear. The thing about Newcastle, they, they're going to be the richest club in the world in the championship. And they can't, who are they going to hire? And Chris they Wild. sacked Bruce. <laughs> Chris Wilder, why not? And they, they sacked Bruce and they're still playing exactly the same team in exactly the same style. And it's still crap, unsurprisingly. I actually think I actually think it's worse, you know? Because Yeah, it might be worse. Because I think at least under Bruce they were starting to like it was bad, but at least they they were attacking a little bit more. He was going out there and he was saying, like, let's just open up all the games and they get back and try and play a bit more football. Yeah. Whereas at the weekend they, they were ten men behind the ball yeah, against champions of Europe, but have a bit about you. You know, like, you've got to get yeah, it I mean, you. Pathetic. Well, I mean, why do they even bother at home? So the Newcastle fans must be like, yes, we got taken over and Bruce is gone. And now they're like, well, hold on a second. We're going to get relegated. <laughs> yeah. Still playing the same shit. But anyway, that's the, there you go. Yeah. Um, other half of this game is obviously Spurs. Um, one of the, just a gutless performance, wasn't it? Um, Pathetic. What did you, what did you make of Kane in this one? And I, because I, I thought it was, re- I thought he was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Again. again yeah. <clears throat> He's just. Uh, 
I mean, in fairness to him, they're really not getting him the ball very much. But in that situation, you've got to at least try and find some space or come a bit deeper, which we have criticised him before. So that's <laughs> but at least try and affect the game. Yeah. He had one dribble, one shot, and that was it. Yeah, he's just he's just seems a bit off form, and it's it's had the the resulting effect that Son's a bit off form. I mean, mm. when Son had a good chance early on, which in the past I would have backed him to score, and I think if that goes in, it's a wholly different game here. It's, I mean, United. Right, imagine what back. happens to United if yeah. Yeah, um, but it was just a bit of an odd one. What do you make of Lacelso? Because I looked at I looked at United's lineup and I thought to myself, I tell you what, if if there's any game where Lacelso's going to actually show why they bought him and he needs to run it, it needs to be this one because he was in there against aging front three and that midfield two is getting pulled pillar to post. But what did you what, make? What, what do you is make? Lacelso does because I don't know. So <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Even I think how. Who scored have got him here behind Kane in front yeah. of Hoiberg, which is where I'd expect him to play, but I don't know what he does. Stylistically, he's nothing like this player, but I think you'd say they're playing the same position. Like him and Ndombele are like those weird 10 8 hybrids. And I don't really quite get it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know. He's just kind of there. So I don't know what he does. But Maybe does some good things. Spurs fans, let us know if we're totally wrong. Although that you probably don't think they're doing great things at the moment. Skip, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's doing. Hoiberg's <laughs> Hoiberg's been shocking after a pretty good Euros. Ben Hoiberg's David's a good player though. Game. Hoiberg's a good player though. No, he's a good player. But like you but, get Conte in, Hoiberg's going to be really good. Yeah, but that's that's why you have to sack Nuno because he's not getting the best out of the likes of. Hoiberg and Dombele, Kane, Son, to just name the obvious ones. I mean, Deli Ali's just sat there picking up a wage. I don't know what that guy's doing. It, it's just, it's just the whole thing's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Because the whole it, thing is underperforming, and they're just all of them are playing terrible all at once. Yeah, and he's just sort of like, because Nuno, let's not forget, he won manager in the month. He's in what his first or second month at Tottenham, but you look I at like it. Nuno. Yeah, first month. Yeah, he won he's, the first three games. He's won. He's played. He played sixteen games. He won nine, drew one, lost six. Yeah, on paper that's fine, but they're playing in the European Conference on, League. On, get, this gets. He scored twenty-five goals, conceded twenty-five goals. <laughs> they they ranked box three in all the in practically all the defensive metrics, including. Run most yards covered, which they're zero in. And in terms of attacking output, they're, they're worse like, than Man U. Yeah, yeah, they were. Wow. They're like 18th in all the attacking numbers. Like there Have was. Seen a... they're eighth in the league, but minus seven goal difference. Yeah. What yeah. the hell is that? They're awful. They're they're really bad. And like you sort of like when I first saw that Nuno had been sacked, you were kind of like. On paper, you thought to yourself, that's a bit harsh. But anyone who's watched a Tottenham game in the last like couple of weeks has just been like, they are completely done. They're like, they're spent. The the players have already gone. They're not playing for him. The fans have already turned on his back. And to be fair to Spurs, I mean, they they ballsed up the whole recruitment process. But this feels like the right move, I, I think. What a fucking mess that whole thing was. 
Yeah, it was a stupid yeah. hire. We said that at the time. We're back here a couple of months later, still saying it was a stupid hire. It played out pretty much as we expected it to play out. And here we are. Now they're running back to Conte. I, I just think... Uh, it's hilarious. It, it's part, part of me thinks like Nuno's got a reputation for playing defensively solid football, which he turned up at Tottenham and everyone starts talking about the Tottenham way. Which is fucking waffle, by the way. The Tottenham if way. If there really was a Tottenham way, which oh. I would like there to be one, but if it really existed and Daniel Levy believed in it, then why the hell did he give Nuno the job? But he followed on from Mourinho. Like, it didn't work with Mourinho, and they're like, we're going to do Nuno, who is I'll just Mourinho's yeah. reserve goalkeeper. He actually was. He played for him. I can't believe Eric Dyer still gets a Premier League game. Say what you like about Derek, Eric Dyer's talent. He's an absolute top chap. Him him and Jamal Lascelles can go and play for Blues in the Championship. Good grief. I, Jamal Lascelles is probably not good enough. Um, all bizarre, isn't it? And the next most bizarre. <laughs> what do you make of Conte to Spurs? I think it's hilarious, to be honest. <laughs> Why? So, so let's just get this right. He turned it down. He turned it down in the summer. Is that yep. right? Yeah, he yeah. did. So now he's got all the power. So imagine what yep. Levy's given him here. Ima- just imagine. But is he though? Well, he must be, because why would Conte go there otherwise? Uh, here's the thing. Just wait it out for the United job. Here's the thing with Ant- here's the thing with Antonio Conte that's hilarious, by the way. He's at Chelsea, whenever he signed a new player, he wouldn't let him play at the start for ages because he hadn't fit himself into how Conte wanted to play. Daniel Levy, as we know, negotiates to get the the best deal to the very last minute. <laughs> so what you guess is going to happen is Daniel Levy is going to be negotiating for the like the third choice player Conte wanted until like the very last second, and then he's finally never play. and never play. It's hey, if he wants Van der Beek, he's available. Well, on these lists is content's apparently handed already handed in a list, which is people yeah, like Defridge, I mean. Skriniar, Vlahovic from Fiorentina, Chiesa. All these players who are like Chiesa's the star. He's well beyond. He is not going to Spurs. Let me tell you. No, one he's not going to go to Spurs. He's not going to go to Spurs. And this is going to be the problem. If Chelsea, with all their money, and they're not shy of spending money, couldn't keep up with what Conte wanted, weren't willing to do what Conte wanted. How the hell are Spurs going to do it? It's a total mess. I'm starting to, I'm starting to doubt Daniel Levy now. I think we've always. Uh, you're starting. Re- yeah, no. I, well, now it's, it's, been, it's mess after mess there now. I've doubted Daniel Levy since he had the best team in the country. And he didn't add to it. To win him a title, like say what you want. And how bad does it look now that they sacked Pochettino when they could have just waited it out, maybe, and it might have got really bad, really bad. It looks terrible. <clears throat> he might be available, so he'll go to United in a couple of months. Um, in terms of the actual Tottenham squad and fitting with Conte, not horrible on paper. No, it's not too bad in that sense, at least. Because you, it, let's let's assume quickly that he does a, he plays like he played at Chelsea, and I know that he might play more like he did it into with a two man up top. But Son is perfect for that inside left channel. Really perfect. 
Yeah, I, I've always liked Lucas Moura as well on yep, the other side. Yeah, yep. and then you've got Kane up front, obviously. And Kane, will, you'll probably see a boost from Kane once he sees Conte come in. I, I freaking hope so, because I've got him on fantasy draft and he's done nothing. <laughs> Hoiberg will do well in the middle. Be interesting to see who the other two, the other one is in there with him. Well, if it's Oliver Skip next weekend, I'll be stunned. Is that his name? It is actually, yeah. <laughs> I'll be stunned. Emerson Royale, probably a good uh, right wing back. Yeah, left wing back, he's... Ben Davis. It's fine. Regulon, actually, he's a good left yeah, wing back. Please actually. get Regulon back in there, for God's sake. Then your back three is Romero, who had good success there for Atlanta. Dyer, probably, and Tanganga. Not horrible. Oh, big Jaff. Get him back in there. Then you've got um, Hugo Lloris in goal, but you've got to get him in there just before the Christmas parties, otherwise they'll have a few on the way there. Um, but that's a good squad on paper. That's a squad that, in that system, could 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 go places. But the bigger problem for Conte is just, A, depth, and B, is it a squad that's better that's better on paper than the other three teams in the league? Reckon he fancies winning the Conference League. I reckon he does, called. actually. Yeah. Well... Uh, but no, it's not better than the top three. It's, it's not, is it? But which, you could finish fourth. Which makes me ask you the question. Why? Because we all know what's going to happen with Conte. It's probably going to end in tears in two years. It's, yeah, hence why... If, I don't know how early the, the recording cut in, but that hence why I didn't want him at United. <laughs> but, so I'm, I'm glad he's going to... Well, it appears to be going to Spurs as we're recording. But if he, if you're doing this as a win-now move... Are you going to win? Well, you might win fourth place. That's it. Maybe you can win a Carabao since City are out. Yeah. I don't know. You're not going to win the Prem, are you? There's three teams that are way above, so. way, way better than the rest. Yeah. I don't think so. Even with Conte, I think I think Tottenham would be really good with Conte. That doesn't but... make him that much better. Because because as well, the top three teams have world world-class managers. I think Conte is world class, to be fair. No, I, I think he is, but the squad isn't as good, which may, which means you don't get above any of those three. I don't think. Yeah. Well, the only Conte. so you've got two cool Guardiola and Klopp to beat. At, at worst, you're well. At best, you're probably level with them as a manager, and then your squad's worse. So you cut. I don't think you can. I don't know. Maybe that's stupid logic. No, 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 no. It, it, but to it's me, not... I, I think fourth is the best they can do in the league. Yeah. You maybe you pick up the European conference thing if you can be bothered to turn and up. Then if you if you buy if you buy well in the summer, but are Tottenham going yeah, to be able? Are Tottenham going to be able to attract the quality of players that Conte is going to want? Well, I don't know how the players how players perceive Conte if they think like we think he's going to be there for two years. So why would I bother for another for a season? You know. But you see, this is the thing. This is what I know. Like. I do think there is such a thing as manager pulling power. I think Guardiola. Yeah, there it definitely is. I think Guardiola and Klopp have it in spades. I don't think Conte necessarily has it. Well, that's what I mean. Are you going to go there for a year with Conte, where you might win an FA Cup? Yeah. But we learned it. We learned this at Chelsea. Like he lost out to Klopp on Van Dijk. Like the Van Dijk deal was there, but Liverpool put up way more. Liverpool put up the final amount of money. But Klopp was the the selling point to Van Dijk. You can be sure Chelsea would have would have paid. Yeah, they would have stopped the money. So we know we know about Chelsea. They would have paid it. Yeah, if, if it's it like who who's you rather play under, like. And then at the end of the day, like 
I know I'm slightly biased, but if you're like a, if you're if you're Federico Chiesa, you're not going to Tottenham. You're not going from Juventus to Tottenham. Nah, like, no. Chance. I know you might get a nice boost in your pay packet, but come on, lads, it's Tottenham. You can just use that to get a boost at Juve. Yeah, they Do the Sergio Ramos move. They will pay you. He's going to be a star, Chiesa. Let me tell you now. He already he's is, but yeah, he's, he's going to be special. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think, yeah, like Klopp and Guardiola, you can, given given how long he might stay there, which might only be till the end of next season or maybe less, who knows? Do you know how mean? do you convince a player to come and join you for a year? Yeah, well, I mean... He's got the rumor is he's going to sign a contract till 2023, which coincidentally is when David Moyes' contract's up, so he'll be sliding right over. Um, no, he won't. <laughs> Where does Moyes go? David Moyes to Tottenham. There Back you go. to United. Get him in. It's already started the the revisionist history about David Moyes' time at United. Everyone's like, oh, he should have had more time. He'd lost the dressing room and was playing crap football. He's yeah, if anyone remembers what that was like. <laughs> No. But I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to you about this. I was like, I was sort of like, David Boyes is doing a fantastic job at West Ham. Unbelievable job. An amazing job. And he did an unbelievable job at Everton too. That does not mean at Sunderland, United and Real Sociedad he didn't shit the bed. Because he did. He definitely did. Yeah. We should remember that. And West Ham the first time he didn't have an amazing, I mean he didn't get He, he, did, he did well I thought the first time at West Ham. Yeah, nothing like this though. Nothing like this, no. no probably yeah. helped. Probably helps the Declan Rice is a superstar, but there you are. Um, okay, just quickly on Conte again. I want you to tell me if this is weird. Um, when Mourinho signed for Tottenham, I was very annoyed. I was quite cross. You should have been clapping. Oh no, but I was quite cross because I'm no, like, no. You, they can't have him. With Conte, that second season, in which we still won an FA Cup, was so bad that I do not care. That is interesting. I, I think with Mourinho as well, it was like he'll never go to to Spurs or Arsenal. Like when you know when he was first at Chelsea, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just wouldn't do that. And then by the time, yeah, it, it came up that he did. But I yeah, think, I know what you mean. Yeah, and. I do think it raises an interesting point about Conte in that I loved Antonio Conte in his first season at Chelsea. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was such a clever manager. The my, the bit that I thought he was so good at was just, for, for quite a combustible character, he seemed in the first season when it was all going well for him, I think a bit more. He seemed to deal with the press much better. I remember an incident in the Leicester where he just banned Costa because Costa was trying to go to China or something. And he'd banned him from training. And then Antonio Conte asked someone in the uh, press room for a piece of cake because he's like, is there any of the cake left or something? And everyone's like, oh, he loves cake. And no one asked him the question about Costa. And I'm like, that's just genius. That's that's, That's really clever. And obviously he did amazing things on the training pitch. But that second season when it, didn't go well with the club and when he fell out with the club was so toxic it was awful it 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 took like two three years to recover from Chelsea it sullied everything um that is always the worry with Conte isn't it yeah and I'm a little worried for Tottenham in that respect because I I can't see it being a good partnership I mean that director of football's got his work cut out for him well if this doesn't work they're in real trouble 
because they've tried the win now with Mourinho. Then they tried, well, Nuno thing. I I'm not even going to count that. That just that, that kind of happened. And then you then you go, yeah, win now again with Conte. If it doesn't work. I think that's they talk about windows in US sports quite a bit. That's kind of your window closed. You're going to have to rebuild. <laughs> Does closed. I, I think it, no, the I think more it is anyway. This is like his last stab in the dark, isn't it? I think we're going to look at that 120 million bid for Kane from Man City, and we're going to sit there and think, well, Tottenham could have been something if they should have taken it, sold that. But yeah, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see with Conte because we have this perception that yeah, he's going to leave in t- in a year and a half or whatever with a total mess. But then Tuchel so far at Chelsea, we th- there was all the reports from PSG and Dortmund before that he yeah. ends up annoying people. We haven't got there yet. Maybe we'll get there. So, oh, who knows? Well, look, it'll crash and burn at Chelsea because it always does. Yeah, <laughs> but, that is the Chelsea way. But, but they'll find they'll find someone else. You know, they just sort of do it. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm not... Spurs will be better, but... I think they'll be good under Conte. I don't think there's any way Conte manages a bad team. Until he yeah, buys yeah. Ross Barkley in January. Fucking hell. He's one Lingard. <laughs> uh, if you, anyone's really interested, there's a clip from the Chelsea game from about 89th minute where Ross Barkley's doing flicking his feet <laughs> in front of the ball, actually not moving it, and everyone's sort of just watching him, and it is hilarious. That tells you what you need to know about Newcastle as well. Well, what's it no, tells you? Allowing Ross Bartley to I do forgot that. to tell you this. Last week when we were playing Norwich, we subbed off Kai Havertz and put Barkley on as a, a number nine, and it was. I, and you know what? He almost scored, and I'm like, Tuchel's a genius. This what guy, an absolute legend. Um, right. What should we talk about next? Who do you want to go to? Palace. Oh, you want to talk to Palace? Oh, are you finally going to admit you were wrong? Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Why? What do you want to talk about, Palace? Big win. Yeah, a lot, a lot better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. We've got to mention it, haven't we? We we can't let the pod go. I don't know if we have any Crystal Palace fans who listen, but we can't let this happen and not mention it. <laughs> Massive result, really, isn't it? What did you oh, make? Amazing. Amazing. But, I, they deserved it too. I yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were the better team. Um, obviously hinged on on the red though. Um, I mean, even though they just scored the goal, um, you always have. If I tell you what, if you're if you're one 0 up against City, you're never comfortable, are you? So, so the red card I think is a major turning point. In this. Did you think it was a red? So I haven't actually seen the red card yet. Okay. So I'll watch it. And you I'll watch let it. You, know. you watch it because it was interesting because there was the same. There was an incident just like it in the Leicester game where Bamiyang was held back, and then kind of the same in the Villa game where Jared Bowen was held back and. Jared Bowen went was sent, um, and I think Conte was sent off in that game. Yeah, so Conte was. Yeah. Just interesting because uh, to me that the City one was clear because I thought Wilf Zahar is probably away. Oh, that's a red, yeah. Yeah, I thought that one was probably away. Where and I also thought you should have been off in the Arsenal game, but it's another example of referees perhaps not getting it right. Um, shock. <laughs> The shock I'd bring it up. Um, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, Super Sun, Super Sunday, by the way, with, <laughs> with uh, I forgot, this is another one of my pet haze listeners. Super Sunday was West Ham Villa, 
and Norwich Leeds. That was one of the worst <laughs> Super Sundays. Oh my <laughs> god! It's been, like, I swear, two of the last three weeks have been shocking Super Sundays. Well, when I saw all the big three were playing three o'clock on the, on the Saturday, I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Terrible. But yeah, quickly on Palace, uh, they seem a lot better set up than I thought they would be. Sahar, is, I think, is benefiting from some of the other players being good, which we talked about a bit with Eze last year. Um, Odson Edward has started off okay there. Yep. Connor Gallagher's a bit of a star. I'll tell you what, luck of them. He is some yeah, he is some player. Elisa came off the bench. He's a good player. Eze, yeah. as I said, maybe their best player. Still not. He's obviously injured, so he's to come back. Not their best player. Like, let's, yeah, let's, let's respect Wilfred Sahar a little bit. <laughs> Wilfred exists, but... Yeah. Uh, Benteke's even been scoring goals for them this season, which is mad. Yeah. They're, they're not bad. I, I, I was definitely wrong about them, so fair enough. Quite a job from Vieira too, given that yeah, given is, yeah. what Palace were, it's a complete stylistic change, really. Yeah, totally. It's uh, I've, I've been I have been really impressed to be honest what he's done, and yeah, I mean you you look at the lineup, going to City with Edward, Ayu, and Zaha, and Gallagher. Yeah. You got some, you got some balls there, lad. Yeah. Go to the Etihad with those four and your team. Imagine Roy Hodgson did that last year. <laughs> I think he they would get have, hit for like six or seven. I think he would have had a stroke, wouldn't he? Yeah, imagine. Is they've been really good. And they they did buy quite well, and they seem to mostly have paid off. Yeah, yeah. It's, good. it's games like this where I think you're always going to struggle with. But again, if you're City and the Harry Kane deal had gone through or something, you probably would be feeling alright. It does feel like lazy analysis every time to be like, well. City could do with a striker, but City could do with a striker. When, yeah, <laughs> when they draw a blank against Palace, like it's got, it is going to come up, isn't it? It is. It is. It just does. I can't put my finger on it. There's something not right about City. And City, yeah, I agree actually with this. And City were fun. And I think I think every time I think myself this, I'm like. Well, I don't understand it. And then you watch them play Chelsea and they're flawless, absolutely unbelievable. They win 1-0. You watch them go to PSG and lose, unfortunately. You go and watch them play Liverpool. Liverpool, They were the better team against Liverpool, I thought. Um, Yeah, I agree. And then you watch them in some of these smaller games. You're just like, why is it What's sort of happened? And you don't want to draw conclusions, but it's the second year in a row it's kind of... It's kind of happened. Yeah. They got to hit that really hot run of form last year and carried them to the title. But I tell you what, I feel less confident about them than I now feel about Liverpool. I feel more confident about Liverpool solely because I think they have the best player in the world playing for them. Yeah, he's unbelievable, isn't he? I mean, we keep we do keep talking about it, but he is incredible. Yeah. That's interesting because that's off the back of obviously the two they were two 0 up against Brighton and Brighton come back yeah. away from home. Yeah, well, I think the best team in the league are Chelsea, for what it's worth. And I didn't think that at the start of the season, but I, I do. I'm right starting now. to come round. Yeah. I, mean, I thought they were really, really good. I mean, let, let's talk about... And let's they talk, are. Let's just quickly point out that, that, I mean, they beat Newcastle are a poor side. Norwich are a poor side. Get out of the way. They are bad. However, Chelsea missing Mount. Missing Pulisic, missing Werner, missing Lukaku, missing Kovacic. That's a whole raft of players that are out. 
and they just deal with it. And it's what's quite interesting is obviously they've conceded three goals through ten games, and only one of them's from open play. Like the record through ten games, the record through ten games is two goals conceded, and that was Mourinho's team. However, you look, you go back and you look at the 0405 Chelsea team, settled back line like Pala Ferreira, Ricky C, John Terry, and William Gallas played every week. You watch, yes. you watch Tuchel's back three, and he's just doing. He's just one week Aspilicueta, isn't it? One week it's Rudiger, one week it's Christensen, one week it's Trevor Chalaba, one week it's Malangsar. You've got Alonso playing left back, you've got Callum Hudson and Oi playing right wing back. It's weird, but it always seems to work. And the fullbacks are banging some belters in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they ever get Werner and Lukaku firing, they're going to be dangerous. But I've come around to thinking that they're probably on paper, well, they're probably the most complete team right now. They seem to be because they can be the good teams and the not so good teams yeah and they've got a nice got a nice schedule got a nice schedule for a a bit until they have to go to the club world cup (sighs) let's just when when is that uh december some point they're gonna run into like send the 23s and you'll still win it well send the under 23s that one send them to the carabao too um Yeah. yeah but chelsea are good they are good but let's Again, go back, to, good. go back to Liverpool. How vindicated do you feel about Brian? Because I feel so good. good about Brian. So good. Graham Potter is doing the business. Of course he is. We knew he would. Every time I see a good Brighton result, I'm sat there going, oh, Christ, me and Mike were right. We were just <laughs> right. Like, I, was, I was talking to my dad at the weekend, and my dad was going, oh, his dad was going, I'll tell you what, what's your name? Brighton looked good, didn't they? I was like, I told you, Dad. I told you last year they were good. Yeah, this. we've been we've been on this train for a while, and it's got it's nice to see that it's it's actually is a thing. It's great, isn't it? And they still kind of don't really. I mean, they didn't even play start a striker in this game. Mopai was on the bench, which is hilarious. Well, I mean, they, it was it was quite a really it was really clever from Potter, wasn't it? Because he decided he was looked at himself, and he's like. Oh He's like, then Liverpool are obviously having a few issues in the midfield with injuries and stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'll play Trossard as a false nine and just completely grab that area. And Liverpool could not get the ball off him for extended periods of the game. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think, I don't like it, but Basuma being back also no. helps a lot. No, I don't like that at all. Uh, but as far as Brighton goes, that is good for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's a good player. He's not the best midfielder in the league, as he may have said. Uh, but he is good. No, and obvi- obvious. I, th- I do think there's a way we talked about it a while ago that football has a a slight. Football does not have a good track record with um, things like this, and I think in any other profession, he'd be suspended seems, pending investigation. It's getting worse. I just, I, I the pursuit thing really. I, I was sort of, I was both shocked and not shocked because I was like, as soon as they did it, I'm like, they've actually done it, and then you're sort of like. Ah, oh, okay, but like the bloke, we all—I think everyone knows what he's been accused of, and he—and he, he, I guess, innocent till proven guilty. But in any other line of work, you'd be suspended, and you wouldn't be allowed pending, to pending pending the happens. outcome of your case. And then if you're, yeah. and then if you're um, found not guilty, that's fine. You move on, and life goes on. But I don't—I just for the life of me, I can't see why they've let him play. Yeah. And it sullied what was a really good Brighton performance. Yeah, again. So let's go Brighton, keep it up. They are, where are they? Seventh. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, how did it make you feel about Liverpool, though? I don't know. It's just a bit of a... I sort of wrote it off. Yeah, I think you can. I, I mean, they're still they're still second in the league, three behind Chelsea. So you can make that back whenever you play Chelsea, possibly. But yeah, it's uh, you kind of you kind of do need to beat Brighton at home, you know. That's a game you should win if you're even Liverpool. though even though we, we both think Brighton are a really good side, as we've told the listeners for the last eighteen months. Once you tune it up at home to Brighton, you need to you need to win that game. You should win that game, yeah. I, that's just what I think. That's two points dropped, so you, you should be a point behind, basically. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it helps that you've got Salah, Mane's playing well. Yeah, they're just a really good team. They are a really good team, but this, that's the thing. Like, um, we've seen it in the past that the quality of the Premier League at the top has been so high that they just retain these incredible level of points. So. It was a big deal, both Liverpool and City slipping and up at home. dropping points again, yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's actually a big deal. Um, even though... When you think how, yeah, it's basically those three. And like you say, in recent years, it's felt like you can't even draw games no. like these. So, no. we'll see how it pans out. But, I mean, Chelsea aren't going to drop many points either. So, you... Yeah. I mean, they've dropped... If you up at home, you've got to win that game. Drop five points a season to City and Liverpool and that's it. Well, there you go. Eight other wins. Just like Alex Ferguson did, didn't he? He always used to beat all the small teams and then drop a few points in the big games. We can afford it a bit more because everyone else... He did not care. Nope. Who, by the way, whoever sits at United Games in the Sky office and is like, oh, that was a bad pass, let's pan to Sir Alex Ferguson, you are a maniac. An absolute maniac and I love it. I love it so much. That's... The, uh, the pan from Fergie to, uh, was it Dalgleish? Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was just unbelievable work. Unbelievable editing. Um, I did want to ask you about Villa. Because, yeah, so we talked about Villa a few weeks ago. Um, and their XG is terrible. Like they haven't. If you use that, just use that metric for whether or not you should have won a game. They should have lost practically every game this season. Um, watching them yesterday against West Ham, I know West Ham are a really good side. They're a really good side, and they're deliberately set up to stop you from being able to play. But they just cannot figure out a way to get a ball through, to get a ball from the centre halves to the midfield to the attackers. They just cannot figure it out. They've got no ball progression at all. It's awful. Yeah, I, I'm quite. I, I don't know what they're doing. They just all seem really lost. Uh, and can you, is it possible to get a red card and then another red card, by the way, in the same move? No, I don't think so, because I thought he should have gone for the forearm smash. Yeah, because how does he not go for that? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's what he should, should have gone for. So that might have saved his mate from getting sent off. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have done. And what? He booked him to begin with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But yeah, uh, Villa, I'm really worried about Villa. You see, I'm... Because, and I'll tell you why, because there's a couple of really bad teams in the league. Yeah, I was was about to say. (laughs) They're they're kind of fighting for one spot because Newcastle are terrible. Norwich are terrible. And Burnley are not great, although they did win at the weekend. Leeds are bad too. What it's worth, I think Leeds are worrying, in. but they did win, didn't they? Yeah, but they were playing Norwich, so 
Yeah, but you two uh, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to win. Yeah, I suppose you've got to win that game. But uh, Watford are down there. Yeah, there's some bad teams. Southampton are down there. Well, Just I think of... Southampton are good actually. I know they're down there. I think they're better than. I think they're a better team. It's just scoring the goals that's is good, going to be. I like Southampton. I, I just think with the Villa, like I think Dean Smith has earned enough, has earned a bit of time there. But, yeah, I would agree with that. Because he he did a good job in bringing them up. He did a good job and he did a good job last year. I think the one thing I would point out is just that we were really worried about his ability to construct uh, the attacking phase of the game without Jack Grealish because of how Villa performed during that when he was out with injury. And we've seen nothing that disproves that this year. Yeah, we're still worried about that now. If John McGinn goes down, that midfield is awful. I mean, marvellous Nakamba is anything but marvellous, let me tell you. He is woeful. And then you've got the young lad Ramsey in there. Who's a good player as a ball carrier. And it was noticeable after he went off that Villa really just could not get any momentum moving. Yeah. But they've I, do got... like, I do like that Mings has been dropped. I appreciate that because he is a terrible football player. <laughs> they've just got too many players not playing well, Villa. I, yeah, it's, it's funny because I thought that they'd actually bought quite well in the, in the summer. But none of them seem to be panning out at all. Like, Buendia's a right winger player, then they, they're like, oh, you need to play number 10. And I'm like... Yeah, well, that's you put... not helping. Uh, but, then they, but this is like... Ross, you know, it's like squad construction all over, isn't it? Because they put, oh, they played Ollie Watkins up front, they're like, nah, let's play him on the left wing and let's, let's play... Let's play Danny Inks. By Danny Inks. Why? That was a weird one. Yeah, that was a weird one. So they just... Um... A lot, of, a lot of the Villa fans that I speak to are saying, "I want to, we want to know why Terry and that other coach left in the summer. Like, what happened there?" I can tell you why John Terry left. Because he wants a managerial job. Because he wants it to be the John Terry show. That's why John Terry left. Right. Well, hopefully that's all that's in there. But it seems obviously Look, it, it hasn't gone that well since then. So if the Villa fans are insinuating that something's gone wrong and John Terry's been hard done by. Let me tell you right now. No, not necessarily that. Just the other way around. Just that there's something that happened <laughs> that no one around. knows. Of. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what, that's the what I'm getting from the Villa fans that I speak to anyway. Yeah. Obviously, we, obviously we live around Birmingham, so there's a fair few of them. Yeah. Worrying times, isn't it, down the Villa? Yeah. It is a little bit, but you'd think they'd have the quality to get out of it. Yeah. Apart from El Ghazi, but there you go. You see, this is El Garcia scored a lot of Premier League goals last year. I think you get like ten or something. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's get him back on the pitch. You might start picking up some wins. Oh God, please don't. Um, any uh, any thoughts on Matty Cash deciding to play for Poland? Good for him. Go win some caps. You weren't going to get any for England, so oh. crack on. But I saw someone on Twitter be like, "Oh, does he not want to earn it and play for England?" And I was like, "He plays right back. Is there not a more stacked position?" <laughs> You've got no hope, lad. You've got Reese. You've got Reece James, Trent, Trippier, Walker. If you, oh, quick question, if you pick an England squad now, who's at right back for you? Maybe Trent again. Oh no, Reese James. Who's playing left back for you? Cresswell. Oh, fuck off. Is it not Ben Chilwell? Yeah, Chilwell is probably back there now. To be fair, but. <laughs> All I'm going to say is if we'd played Reese James and Chilwell in the summer, we'd be all sitting in our European champions, let me tell you. Chilwell does not score the goal Luke Shaw scored. Tell you no. That. no, but he probably, yeah. 
that scoring that goal was the worst thing that could have happened in that game for us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, quote of the weekend, by the way. Uh, Dave's not here for stat of the week, so I'll give you quote of the week. Was Thomas Tuchel when he said about Reese James, we don't have to train shooting with him because he shoots like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a Joel to report for me? Yeah, uh, he didn't play. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff. He didn't even come off the bench, so well which, done to him. Which is a sign for Joel Linton in the new Newcastle raid. Because did you know Joel has got a four-year contract worth 80k a week? <laughs> Oh, I'm not surprised. They have not shifted him at all. Um, Wazik, at least they can afford to pay him now. Wazik of the week. Whoever that, the ref is at Villa who booked that guy instead of sending him off the first. I think it's got to be Daniel Levy, though. Yeah, it's Daniel Levy, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he could be Wazik of every week. He really could, actually. Like, I mean, thank God that... I mean, thank God that none of us are Tottenham fans anyway, but thank God we're not Tottenham fans. Um, Mike, obviously the uh, viewers will know the betting pod didn't go well, so I won't ask you about that again. Um, But if the people want to keep up to you to see more about this hat you're wearing. Oh, yeah. Where can they I will tweet that. Uh, It's at Mikey Breslin on Twitter, as you know, for my my takeaway thread and, uh, and the hat tweet. I want you to tweet it with the ha- with the the hashtag hashtag second screen experience or something, <laughs> okay. something like that. Just so people know. know. Um, if you want to follow Dave, you can do so at Dave Harris underscore forty four. If you want to follow me, it's at Wilhunt seventeen. Please don't please don't follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including um, LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> imagine if you're on LinkedIn. I could just, you know, I, I, one of these days I could just see him turning on my LinkedIn and seeing Dave on there. And Dave's like become one of these LinkedIn influencers. Oh my God. He's just telling you about how he's like, I carried motivational a, quotes in the yeah, morning. Yeah. I carried a pail of water up a hill for like seven times. So I'm like, all right, Jack and Jill. Christ. Um, anyway, what we call in this one? Nuno is no 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 Nuno no no to Nuno or something no no to Nuno Gonzo like for Nuno Guno. that's an easy headline sir so. I quite liked your um, uh, no Espirito for Santo <laughs> I quite like that that made me laugh um, yeah anyway we'll be back next week to probably talk about um, United versus City oh no I think we might have to ask Henry Hodgson if he wants to come on because. I can't see. That's him. that's actually been a good omen for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But, but let's get him on. I can't see any. If like, I feel like we owe it to him, for him to be able to come on the podcast and just gloat religiously, don't we? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, until next time. Um, sayonara. Sayonara, indeed. <laughs>